welcome to the Insolvency and Law podcast, providing specialist insolvency and debt-related advice for business owners and individuals. For more information on debt recovery, business restructuring, and personal and corporate insolvency, visit our website, www.insolvencyandlaw.co.uk, or call us now on 020 7504 1300. Hello and welcome to the Insolvency and Law podcast. Insolvency and Law is an award-winning consultancy firm specialising in insolvency, debt purchasing and business rescue. This is a podcast formulated for all high street commercial finance investors. And today on the show, Peter Murray and client services Bratina Clark will be taking you through where we're up to with the case, the upcoming creditors meeting and why it's important for you to vote and how Insolvency and Law can help you. So Peter and Bratina, over to you. So, Peter, could you let us know when you became aware of High Street Commercial Finance? Yes, Bettina. Um, well, I became aware of High Street Commercial Finance whilst we were dealing with the onset of the insolvency of um, High Street Commercial Group. Remember, if you will recall, we were in the winding up proceedings. We had commenced winding up proceedings against High Street Group in October last year, October 2021. And during the winding up proceedings, we came about High Street Commercial Finance, but as you know, High Street Group was not wound up. High Street Group instead went into uh, creditors' administration, where it is to this date. And yeah, you know, by that time, the end of last year, we took an active interest in the company of, uh, or in the business rather, of High Street Commercial Finance. So we know that on the 10th of January 2022, a winding up petition was issued by High Street Commercial Finance. Why was that the step that was taken against the company? Oh, Patina, you mean <laughs> I shoot commercial finance became the subject of a winding up petition. Subject of winding up petition. <laughs> and the petitioner uh, being ourselves, insolvency and law, because we'd taken the debts from certain loan note holders by way of assignment. They had assigned monies that were due to them by High Street Commercial Finance. They had assigned those debts to ourselves, insolvency and law. And we made a formal demand for payment of those debts to High Street Commercial Finance. Uh, They did not respond. And so the next step for us, because we deemed that company was unable to pay its debts as and when those debts fell due for payment. So we commenced with winding up petition proceedings or proceedings to wind the company up, and that was done in January. And um, successfully, the company was wound up the following month in February. So this is a similar process that happened with High Street Group. And did you at any point receive any contact from the director, um, Gary Forrest, in respect of the winding up petition issued against High Street Commercial Finance? No. For some reason, uh, Gary Forrest, the director of High Street uh, Commercial Finance and a number of other companies, especially High Street Group, on this occasion chose not to engage with the winding up petition proceedings. And, um, you know, at the hearing, in, in I think it's in February, the company was duly wound up. This is the end of February. The company was duly wound up in the High Court in London. We are aware that the company was wound up and the director, um, Gary Forrest, actually sought to make an application for a rescission um, to basically take the company out of liquidation. Could you give us any reasons or the reasons 
um, the director chose to actually file a rescission application? Well, between the first and foremost, the company was wound up on grounds that it is insolvent, which is an yeah. which is an inability to pay its debts to its creditors as and when those debts fall due. Uh, when the official receiver made contact with the director, Gary Forrest, Gary Forrest protested and said the company was solvent. He protested and he, he further went on to say that the company had listened to it. The company had no creditors. And so we obviously you know, disagreed with that. And um, Gary Forrest then sought to make an application to court to rescind the winding up order which is basically to cancel the winding up order and replace the company to it. It was prior to the winding up petition proceedings having commenced. And so in doing so, Gary Forrest made an application to court. It's a written application. It's a sworn application. He supported that application with a witness statement. A further witness statement was provided in support of that application by Castle Trust and Management Services. And so Gary Forrest, again, in that witness statement, declared the company had no creditors. Um, but, you know, the official receiver knew differently because um, creditors found out about the liquidation and they started to make contact with the official receiver. Of course, we also knew of other creditors known to the company. And so we also informed the official receiver of the other creditors of High Street Commercial Finance that we were aware of. So clearly, Mr. Gary Forrest, his sworn statement, his sworn witness statement, which was filed in court, that the company has no creditors, is at odds with the number of creditors that have made themselves known to the official receiver. And I think the number of creditors that have made themselves known to the official receiver, from memory, I think that it exceeds £10 million. Wow. So I take it that there was absolutely no evidence that Gary Forrest could have filed to support the position um, he made in those witness statements. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought, you know, how could how could Gary Forrest say that the company has no creditors? I mean, the company's got low note holders. This, this is you know individuals and companies that lent the company money. There are also professionals. lawyers and accountants uh, who filed claims saying that they are owed money, pension companies, trustee companies, all sorts of businesses have filed on the knowledge that iStreet Group has gone into compulsory liquidation. Uh, They've come out of their woodworks and they've filed various various claims. How could you say you've not got any creditors? you You see on the schedule, like, you know, some creditors, one creditor is owed £4.2 million. Wow. You know, um, other creditors are owed several hundreds of thousand pounds. Another creditor is owed £2.1 million. Uh, how could you forget that these creditors exist? Um, surely you ought to have known that these are creditors of the company. But hey, but what we do know, we challenge Gary Forrest and we and the hearing was adjourned till the 10th of August this year, where um, Gary Forrest persuaded, well, Gary's lawyers for Gary Forrest persuaded the court that the matter should be adjourned so they could file evidence in response to our evidence on the issue of creditors and other matters. 
they were due to file evidence on the 29th of June, and they did not file that evidence in response to our evidence. And um, we kept on reminding them and following them up. They've got to file their evidence. Um, they've got to file theirs. So, you know, we can file ours. But they, you know, they did not file their evidence. And so, um, you know, they then decided to throw the towel in because, of course, by filing additional evidence to continue to support the company as no creditors and to, yeah. you know, it would just be an absolute untruth in the face of you know 10 million odd pounds worth of creditors saying you owe me money and so um gary's forest lawyers decided that he wanted to throw the towel in and wave the white flag which he did so that just clearly shows that if gary forest cannot tell the truth in a sworn statement um we just can't rely on anything put forward to any creditors by gary forest right Gary Forrest is an absolute unreliable witness. I say this because there are a number of companies that Gary Forrest has or had that were the subject of legal proceedings, namely insolvency proceedings. Being the director of those companies, Gary Forrest had to file uh, sworn witness statements in those respective proceedings. He's obviously forgotten what he said from one witness statement to the other because those witness statements tend to contradict one another. And so, you know, he's just, you know, he's put himself in a very difficult place. So he was unable to continue with this particular application because, you know, it gave a sworn statement, which he was, you know, how can you continue to, to continue that path? You can only, but, you know, be untruthful. And, you know, I don't suppose Gary Forrest had the nerve to do that in front of the court. So, you know, there, there would be severe consequences otherwise. And so he did the right thing and, um, you know, threw the towel in and gave up trying to get High Street Commercial Finance out of liquidation. And so High Street Commercial Finance remains in liquidation, which is a, which is a good thing too. Why is it beneficial that High Street Commercial Finance remained in liquidation after the usual compulsory order um, was granted by the court? Well, because if Gary Forrest had taken High Street Group out of liquidation, then the company would continue to either trade or then once he's out of liquidation, he could, at his own time and with his own personnel or with his own management, control the demise of high street commercial finance by choosing to appoint, you know, his own uh, insolvency practitioners, his own advisors around him. Now, because the company remains in liquidation, you know, he's, he's not going to be able to take the company out of liquidation, but, you know, he still has the opportunity to have an influence in how the liquidation is conducted. And uh, we want to make sure that does not happen. And the only way we can make sure that does not happen is if we, the creditors, we get together, amalgamate as one body and decide amongst ourselves who the liquidator ought to be. And we, with one voice, nominate one 
liquidator who will act in the interest of all the company's creditors and not in the interest of Gary Forrest. And um, we want to do that. And there is a process in how that is done. And uh, that's why I'm here to appeal to any and all loan note holders of High Street Group to make contact with us because, or just to revisit your documentation, your own High Street Group papers, because you may find that you are, although you may have, you know, lent money to High Street Group, you may find that, you know, you, you are a creditor of High Street Commercial Finance or vice versa. But, you know, if, if you've got any, if you've had, if you as if you are a loan holder and you've had any dealings, any transactions with High Street Group itself or High Street Commercial Finance or any other High Street business or any other company connected to High Street Group, it is absolutely worth your while now to just revisit your documents. And if your documents bear the name High Street Commercial Finance, then you need to make contact with us at the earliest opportunity and either empower yourself to vote or empower us to vote on your behalf and represent you, your interest in this liquidation on your behalf, not just for you, but for the benefit of all creditors. And just to add to what you've said, um, Peter, creditors should act as soon as possible. Insolvency in law has shown that we are very tenacious um, and we won't stop until we receive all the best result possible um, that we can for creditors. And if you do have any questions, feel free to make contacts with us. And I'm sure um, Peter will be ready to answer any questions that you may have. Yeah, and this really is the last final opportunity creditors will have to, in terms of having a say in who is appointed liquidator of the high street commercial finance. It's a very important decision. And we ask creditors um, to vote with us. Obviously, you know, we do know what we are doing. We've been doing this for 13 years successfully. And we do this in the interest of creditors, in the interest of ourselves. We are a creditor of the company also. And um, we ask creditors to make contact with us because we want you to vote with us so we can form one body of creditors. And with that one body of creditors, we decide, choose, appoint our choice of insolvency practitioner to be the liquidator for the company. Uh, and that's the best possible outcome at this stage creditors can expect to achieve. Let's not think about a dividend at this point in time. What we need to achieve right now is to make sure we've got uh, a um, liquidator um, appointed by creditors and not a liquidator appointed or referred or uh, nominated by the director, Gary Forrest. Under no circumstances must Gary Forrest have any influence in this liquidation directly or indirectly via a third party. I think you've made it very clear in your appeal um, for action in respect to the creditors. It's very important that each creditor uses their right in voting. Yeah, every creditor has 
an equal, well, not an equal right, but every creditor has a right to vote. Every pound gives you one pound of voting. So it's fair to say if I've got, you know, 100,000 and you've got 10,000, then I've, you know, I've got more voting rights. My 100,000 gives me more voting rights than your 10,000. But anyway, look, every pound gives you a pound of vote. And, um, you know, if you've never voted before, that's okay. If you have voted before and nothing has happened, I absolutely get it. But we are, as well as being a creditor ourselves in this particular liquidation, and we are a creditor to the sum of £190,000 in this liquidation, so as well as being a creditor ourselves, we are also um, a creditor representatives. So we represent the interests of other unsecured creditors who are loan note holders, just like yourself, and, you know, join them, you know, and um, allow us to represent your interest. It's so straightforward. All you need to do is go to our website. Literally, there's a form to complete, and it literally asks just a few questions and an electronic signature. Submit that to us online. We'll send you a couple of more letters. Uh, Once you just read them and sign it, send it back to us. We can then act on your behalf. But you haven't got long to do so. You've literally got a matter of days. So please, um, following this podcast, I'd like you to, you know, refer to your documents. And if you can see anything that says high street commercial finance, then guess what? You are a loan note holder, creditor of high street commercial finance, and you ought to engage. And you can engage with a minimum just by making contact with us, and we will take care of the rest on your behalf and bring you the best outcome at this early stage which will be uh, to deny Gary Forrest the opportunity to appoint his own liquidator. Let's get our liquidator appointed and not Gary Forrest liquidator. Thank you very much for listening. And don't forget to cast your vote by the 9th of August, 2022. And as always, if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us at info at insolvencyandlaw.co.uk. Thank you for listening to the Insolvency and Law podcast. If you require additional guidance on any of the topics we covered today, visit the Resource Centre at our website, www.insolvencyandlaw.co.uk or call us now on 020 7504 1300.